Harvey Weinstein pleads for leniency. Our favourite computer modeler is back. And there's another notch on the Clinton body count. It's Friday the 24th of February 2023. It's iconic CEO Jamie Icke and this is The Daily Download. Well, good morning everybody. I hope everybody's had a good week. Well, we're at the back end of it now and a nice rest hopefully is coming tomorrow. So a few stories for us to go through this morning. So disgraced Hollywood film producer Harvey Weinstein, who it appears was taking advantage of women and young girls for a number of years and was getting away with it. Now, as we all know, same with Jimmy Savile, same with Jeffrey Epstein, same with all the others. So many people knew about this. So many people covered it up. So many people refused to speak out. And there would have been a lot of people around him that enabled him. So the idea that this is, you know, in isolation and only his head's rolled is laughable. The fact that, yeah, this hasn't led to a bigger investigation into what's going on in Hollywood. Anyway, he's basically been accused and therefore charged with another case of rape, which is going to give him an additional 16 years in prison for his sentence. Now, he's 70 years old already, so he's going to see the rest of his life in prison. He's already serving a 23-year sentence, and looking at the state of him, he's not a particularly healthy-looking bloke, is he? He's fat. It just looks, yeah, a joke. He's coming into court on a Zimmer frame trying to play the old man card to get away and get a free pass with what he's done when people like him need to be chucked in prison and the key thrown away and anyone associated with him, anyone that covered it up, anyone that enabled it, acted as a, acted as a procurer for women for him, that tricked women into meeting him, into being alone with him, all of those things, of which there is going to be tons, tons and tons of those the fact that his friendship, what I found the most interesting with this case, the fact that his friendship with Oprah Winfrey completely destroyed her planned presidential run in 2020, didn't it? Because it's very difficult to defend the fact that you're friends with a convicted rapist who for 16, sorry, for an, uh, what, about 20 years, it seems, to have got away with it. Sorry, longer than that, dating back to the 70s, more than 80 people have made rape and misconduct claims against Weinstein dating back to the 70s. Now, are you trying to tell me that nobody warned anyone else? Nobody spoke to authorities? Nobody spoke to people like Oprah and other friends of his and other media executives about this in all that time? In 30, 35, 40 years? I think it was 2010. 2013 is when he was convicted. Um, the fact that Nobody has come out in 43 years there to expose him until he was finally convicted of attacking an actress in a hotel room during a film festival in Los Angeles. It's it's truly just shows how it's a big club. And if you're not in it, they don't care. And if you're in it, they protect you. How many people accused Savile? How many people accused uh, Epstein? How many people accused Ted Heath, Leon Britton, other people that would, that, or the other names on the list that... Um, Lord McAlpine, other names on the list that were were questioned and what was done about it. You know, the, the almost definitely next Prime Minister of this country was part of the CPS when Savile was arrested and they let him go for him to then go on and continue his disgusting work. This is a big club and if you're in it and you provide for that club they will protect you and they watch you back. And that's clearly what's happened with Weinstein. Although now he's been thrown to the wolves. 
However, it's just him. If you think that this that he isn't part of what is a much bigger network of abuse, of that kind of taking advantage, rape culture in Hollywood and other film and other um, entertainment industries like the music industry, the fashion industry and so on, then you're incredibly naive. So everybody's favorite computer modeler is back. The worst scientist in the world based on the fact that his predictions were incredibly inaccurate. And that is Imperial College Professor Neil Ferguson who was basically the man who was single-handedly responsible for creating the computer model and therefore the panic and fear that caused the first lockdown here in the UK. Well, he was proven to be massively incorrect on a number of cases through COVID where he predicted this, that and the other, which were complete exaggerations, complete over-the-top predictions, which led to catastrophe in terms of the response. Obviously, it was all part of the plan, but if you're just looking at this as a an outsider, if you like, you would look and go, well, this guy's been wrong in the past, dramatically and drastically wrong. Why are we still listening to him? Can we get another one, please? Whereas instead, he's still on mainstream media in this country, and he's talking about this. Bird flu this time. So just rewind to 2009. It's like deja vu. Bird flu once again. A bird flu, a new style of bird flu, which is transmissible, transmissible I should say, sorry, in humans... Has been, in, has been detected in Cambodia. Now, a dozen people in Cambodia are suspected of being infected with this. It's got another new ridiculous title, H5N1, bird flu strain. It makes it sound scary, doesn't it? Um, it's in the same province where an 11-year-old girl died on Wednesday. So, again, the story's talking about children, which is going to create fear and panic because that's one thing that didn't happen through the COVID lie is they didn't really try and push the narrative that COVID had any effect on children because they couldn't, because it didn't. It's like it didn't really have an effect on anyone if it even existed. Scientists, ironic term, air quotes, are modelling how the worst case scenario bird flu outbreak could sweep the UK if the virus spreads to humans. Well, hang on, I thought in, earlier in the article you told me it is transmissible in humans and now you're saying if the virus spreads to humans. So you contradicted yourself there, Daily Mail. So that's an interesting one. Um, officials at the UK Health Security Agency, UKHSA, again, air quotes, said they're developing scenarios of early human transmission to help with preparedness, planning and improvement to surveillance. Oh, that sounds very draconian, doesn't it? It sounds very George Orwell. While only one infection has been spotted in Britain since the record uh, bird flu outbreak began in October 2021. I don't know if anyone else noticed. Did it? Did it? Did anyone really get affected by that? I, I didn't. And I, I don't know anyone that did. Sounds like a complete sham. Another one. Officials began modelling outbreaks in people when it seems the level of risk is three out of five, which it is currently. Oh, that sounds scary, doesn't it? Three out of five. I want to know which ends, five, which ends scary then, five or one? Either way, we're apparently middle of the road, three out of five, but it doesn't matter because it's all a scam. It's all an absolute scam. And the fact that Neil Ferguson, who's an epidemiologist, which just makes him sound like he knows what he's talking about when he clearly doesn't. The fact that he's, you know, he's out again just goes to show where they're probably going to go with this or try and go with this, which is to just, again, try and dump a load of fear onto people. He tried it with bird flu. And... They, sorry, they tried it with um, monkeypox, I should say. Didn't happen. Um, people didn't buy it. People didn't 
you know they didn't get on board with it it didn't have the fear factor and i think that's because people were fatigued they were really worn out from the covid you know lie and the all the impositions and draconian measures that were put in place as a result of that so they've gone away they've waited and they're possibly coming back for another go now if you remember the bird flu outbreak or apparent bird flu outbreak in 2009 in this country um now they're saying that this is a more severe type of virus and would be fatal in one in 40 people. That's the more severe scenario according to this article. A mild scenario is that one in 400 people would die. They're not great numbers, are they? So again, they're trying to claim it's more deadly to encourage that fear that COVID seems to have, seems to have died out. Although just pulling into the car park here at Iconic this morning, there's a nurse who parks in one of our spaces to uh, to do something in the area and she was wearing a mask in her own car on her own, even today as she drove off. So there is still people extremely damaged by this. It's quite terrifying, really. The uh, final story we're going to look at this morning, I mentioned Jeffrey Epstein in the, the top and this is, uh, this is an interesting one in some way connected to him. So Arkansas cops, so Arkansas is the state where the Clintons, um, Clinton was a governor and that's where they began. So that's to put some context to this story. Arkansas cops rule suicide in the death of a Clinton aide who was linked to Jeffrey Epstein. Okay, that's the headline. Here's the subheadline. Who was found shot and tied to a tree with an electrical cord around his neck despite no sign of of a weapon. I don't even think we need to read the story. I think we can just look at that and come to our own conclusion there. A man was found shot, tied to a tree with an electrical cord around his neck. No gun was found and you've ruled it suicide. I don't know where to go with that, to be honest. Now, he died in May 2020. Sorry, he was murdered in May 2020. Mark Middleton is his name. The fact that... Sorry, this story actually does go on. Say he wasn't just found with an electrical cord around his neck. He was found hanged from a tree with a gunshot wound with an electrical cord around his neck. What the hell? Talk about being trolled. This guy's clearly been murdered. It's, if ever there was a, a case of, I don't think we can get away with saying this is suicide, guys. If ever that was a case of that conversation happening in the, in the police station, you would have questioned it. You would have thought, hang on, no, we can't get away with this. This, this is even, even the public will question this. But they've gone for it. That's how thick they think we are. And the crazy thing is, what will happen as a result of this? Probably absolutely nothing. I guarantee the only people that will actually kick up a fuss about this will be the guy's family. Everyone else will probably read the story, go, yeah, that's interesting, and then move on. This is extraordinary. They're trolling us to the highest degree. At what point are we going to say enough is enough? We're going to see something with our own eyes one day. And then on the news later on in the same evening, we'll see it portrayed in a completely different way. That's what's happening. The inverted world that we live in is extraordinary. 
The, the Clinton body count is infamous, even in the state of Arkansas, previ uh, where they began. It's, it's even more infamous now as they got into the uh, corridors of power in Washington. Basically, don't cross the Clintons or you'll be suicided. That seems to be the trend. The amount of people close to the Clintons, former bodyguards, former aides, former advisors, that are found suicided in very similar circumstances to this, where they're clearly not suicided, they were clearly murdered, is extraordinary. I urge you to, uh, to take a look at the film American Made, uh, which is based on a book by um, Sean Atwood. Uh, it's a bit cheesy. Tom Cruise plays the lead, plays a guy called Barry Seal, which looks at, it touches on the Clintons and the, the whole drug running scene that they were involved in back in the state of Arkansas uh, in the 90s. So I'd, I'd you'd have a look at that if you haven't already. I'm sure you have if you're a, uh, a follower of these kind of stories. But either way, this is just, it's an extraordinary story. Um, and it just goes to show the contempt that they have for us, the fact that they're willing to put out such rubbish and know that there's not really going to be any repercussions, is there? So the final quote of the week, which I'm going to leave you with, to, to mull over over today and the weekend, is by W.P. Kinsella. Success is getting what you want. Happiness is wanting what you get. And my interpretation of that is that we have this idea of success that is put onto us by the education system, by society, by the media. And so many people that get to what they think is success are incredibly unhappy, incredibly unfulfilled, because the success that they have is someone else's idea of success. It's not what success means to them. You know, I always say you can achieve anything you want in your life by being honest with yourself, by working hard, but that depends what it is you want to achieve. Some people might want to achieve running a Fortune 500 company and driving an Aston Martin. Some people might want to go traveling in Australia. Some people might just want to be a good parent or, you know, a really good loyal friend or work a job nine to five so they can have a good, have a weekend off and not think about work. It doesn't matter what it is you want to do with your life. As long as you're doing what you want and as long as you're happy when you get to the end of the day, when you get to that end goal, as long as you're happy and you're not sat there going, well, I've been lied to, I've been tricked into this idea of success when it's someone else's idea, it's not really what I want. So I like that quote. I think that's a very interesting one. Um, and I would uh, I'd urge you to take a, take a look at that for yourself. What is it that you're doing in your life? Is it, is it what you want to do? You know, the idea of success to you, is it really what you think is successful or is it what people around you have told you is successful? So that's it for another week. We're nearly at the end of February now. So uh, time's flying, isn't it? I hope you have a fantastic weekend and get some well-earned rest if you're lucky enough to be having time off. And I'll be back with you again on Monday morning with some more stories for us to discuss and hopefully some more inspiration and empowerment to get you through your day. Bye for now. <clears throat>